This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. The Vancouver area is doing more than just decking the halls for the holiday season. The Capilano Suspension Bridge will be decked out and canyon lights will be on display at the base of Grouse Mountain. Vancouver community reporter Amy Amanti has a few more of the details. Hey, good morning, Amy. Hey, good morning, Dave. Welcome back. Amy. I'm glad to be back, and uh, because now we're within that one-month zone of Christmas, I'm starting to get a little more excited about the holiday season. Maybe I gave a little bit of a spoiler there off the front end, but what's on deck for the Vancouver area over the course of the next few weeks? Yeah, you know, um, holiday season is upon us. I'm one of those people that likes to start my holiday festivities December 1st, <laughs> so... Um, uh, but, you know, the Capilano uh, Canyon Lights thing is, while it's Christmassy, it's more uh, it's more wintry than it is Christmassy, um, which is kind of kind of nice. So the Holiday Lights has these um, lovely twinkly lights that are non-secular, um, and it's it, they're displayed in what they call the treetop adventure. Um, so you imagine Ooh. that the the Capilano River, right? It's a big sort of a suspension bridge. One of the it's a world class suspension bridge uh, over the over the river, and um, and they deck it out with these like high level led lights so when you go at night they glow like you wouldn't believe and the treetop adventure is really like a bunch of bridges that connect between the treetops um so you, you it's everything that you can imagine when you go there's a whole bunch of festivities on the ground there's festival stuff there's music stuff there's activities there's food there's all sorts of things um this is my neighborhood this is my backyard um essentially um and i always want to do this except it's not super accessible. And so I, I called to ask about accessibility. And what I thought was really astonishing, Dave, was while they take the access to entertainment card, which gives you the free companion rate, they don't have any accessibility. So what's interesting to me is that they want to invite people with disabilities in, except that you can't access it if you're a wheelchair user. They don't have any sighted guide. So I wonder to myself who with a disability is getting in with their access mm. to card. Um, but I have opened some doors with uh, the manager in the new year to see if we can talk about some staff training. So I suppose we're making a little bit of headway. So I still would encourage people to go if you're sort of maybe have an invisible disability, um, perhaps, and you have some able body ability to walk the treetops because it's quite spectacular. So the Canyon Lights run at the Capilano Suspension Bridge from November the 17th to January the 21st. The cost ranges from $27 to $68. And if you want more information, capbridge.com, capbridge.com. Okay, Amy, staying with the winter theme, fans of the 2023 holiday film Elf will get a chance to catch the musical in Vancouver. Vocalize providing two described performances, plus a social event, as you do, as you typically do with the Vocalize folks. So why, why do you think Elf has become such a modern classic holiday film? 
I, you know, I think there's something really interesting about the film in terms of it being a bit of a comedy, a bit of a, uh, you know, it, it brings a lot in. It brings that family feel in. It brings a comedy in. It brings in the the holiday spirit in. Uh, has one of those sort of well-rounded, you know, the moral of the story is type films. Um, so everybody really loves Elf, and this is, you know, follows the the theme of the movie, except it's a musical. Um, and uh and it's been on our stages here in vancouver already for a couple not a couple of weeks but 10 days um and so it's getting like super popular reviews already um shows are selling out fast so folks still want tickets to this um the great thing about what the arts club is doing is they hold seats for vocalite ticket holders mm. so there are some tickets that are being held for purchase for Vocalite members. So this is December 3rd and December 8th, 2 p.m. if you wanna to go to the matinee on the 3rd and it's an evening show on the 8th at 8 p.m. And the tickets start at 25 bucks. Um, they, we also take the access to card. So if you wanna bring a, a companion, then you get a free companion rate ticket. And, um, and Vocalize is going to do a social afterwards. So join us at the Binford Burger Lounge if you're coming to the December 3rd show, which also happens to be International Day of People with Disabilities. And, um, and we'll just, we'll have a group dinner together. So I think it'll be a lovely, a lovely evening for folks to come join us. Busy day on December the 3rd, no doubt. I imagine Maybe. Amy Amanti is going to be a busy person on December the 3rd. Uh, you oh, know, I, 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 I want to backtrack to just sort of the, 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 the source material here, the, the film yeah. Elf. Number one, that was at an era in Will Ferrell's career, the lead actor in Elf, where he was just throwing yeah. heaters, like everything he was putting out was just funny stuff. But some, for something to be a classic, you said it's got to have a moral, it's got to have a story to it that's going to resonate and stand the test of time. And I think ultimately Elf is one of those movies about remembering the importance of joy and being a kid at heart. And even as grinchy as I can be a little bit around the oversaturation of the holidays, I think mm -hmm. it's a film like that that's a reminder of when someone takes utter joy in something, don't get in their way. Yeah, you know what? That it's kind of a it's kind of a nice reminder of that, Dave. If 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 we're if we're being honest with each other, it's kind of a nice reminder of that. So it is one of my favorite holiday movies. And you know, with all the movies that you see oversaturated that start, you know, in November and go through December, that's one that I will watch many times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of them I'll go, not this one again. Yeah. And some of them I'll go, yep, that one I'll watch again. So. Like Amy said, the performance run December the 3rd and December the 8th. Those are the uh, Vocali Live Described performances. Stanley Theatre on Granville Street, one of my favorite streets. For more information, you can call 604-687-1644. That's 604-687-1644. Okay, Amy, one more holiday-themed story. A Vancouver tradition making a return. The Christmas Express will feature a choir of over 80 singers and they're gathering around a giant Christmas tree. How do you think visitors can maximize their experience at the show? Oh, you know, the, the singing Christmas tree is like legendary here in Vancouver. And if you haven't experienced it, I have never been able to get to go because the minute tickets go on sale, they're almost like they're gone. It's a free concert. And, um, so you got to get your tickets early or know somebody who's going to buy, like not buy, but like go get the tickets. And the, like, you got to imagine it's a stage. This is all volunteer run. It's out of the Broadway church and the stage itself. The tree is, is, is 10 layers tall, 10, 10 stories. 
and each story is is a line of choir singers so it's literal right and so everybody uh is standing or sitting on a layer of this christmas tree which is why they call it the, the singing christmas tree and that's why it, this year's theme is the christmas express and so they do all the holiday songs from this tree and of course there are all sorts of things happening around the tree like um you know acrobatics and skits and all kinds of other things and so you know you really have to have to uh, be able to um uh pick your performance date there's only six uh, only eight of them and early kind of early december first to tenth various times of day um but go with a group of friends because i i'm told that that is um how you enjoy it the best if you can get a group of folks to go together turns into a sing-along um, but I, I am told that this is one of the most joyous things that you can do in the city of Vancouver around Christmas time. Vancouver sct.com vancouver sct.com to learn more about this little bit of a festive event Amy always great catching up thank you for making the time this morning uh, stay dry out there in Vancouver I will do my best Dave thanks so much <laughs> that's all you can do in Vancouver this time all of you the year. can do your best that's Amy Manti community reporter in Vancouver British Columbia in 60 seconds Laura Bain shares the latest news in the world of entertainment but first a new video game console a new video game console, say all your syllables, Dave, wants to get you moving. Brian Clark has the details in Tech Trends. When you power up the next playground, you become the controller. The whole idea behind the system, getting kids and families moving and playing together. Next playground, I have to use camera to track motion. So it also tracks multiple people at the same time. Company co-founder and CEO David Lee tells ABC News, while this kind of thing has been tried before, today's technology really brings it to life. Now we can actually track motion with a single RGB camera connected to a neural processing unit, which is more like AI chip. Games centered around Peppa Pig Jump and giggle Lead the way for the youngest players Or you can try out your own magic with Nia Witch Where you have to move in specific ways to cast spells There will also be fitness games and sports like basketball Pre-orders for the next playground open now for $180 With Tech Trends, I'm Brian Clark, ABC News Don't make me do exercise with my video games Thank you for this, Brian. Much appreciated. Let's turn to the world of entertainment. Laura Bain, Billboard has revealed their lists for top artists, top songs, and top albums of 2023. And you've got a couple of the highlights. Yeah, that's right. So uh, these are the Billboard year-end charts. Uh, so for Billboard, the year runs from the first week of December until around the last week of November, which is why we're seeing these right now. And if, like me, you were a bit curious, it's based on a point system calculated uh, on airplay and sales. Don't ask me more details about that. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, it's all algorithmic. There's, there's an algorithm. Um so the number one song based on the Billboard uh, Hot 100 is Last Night by Morgan Whalen. So country music certainly seems to be enjoying a moment. I may have, I may have contributed to the airplays uh, and, and downloads that uh, put that one towards the top. For sure. Um, so number two, Flowers, Miley Cyrus, uh, Kill Bill by SZA at number three. And honorable mention, have to throw back to a segment we did last week, Fast Car, Luke Combs coming in at number eight song of the oh, year. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, so the top album was... Uh, no surprise, One Thing at a Time by Morgan Whalen. Makes sense since that was the top track. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but, you know, something that stood up out to me was that there was significant K-pop representation in quite a number of the charts. And the band or group 5050 uh, became the first female K-pop group to ever make it into Billboard's top 100 year-end charts. They came in at number 44 with their song Cupid. And I think we've got a little clip. I can dig on that. That's pretty cool. I haven't heard that song before. Well, it's kind of funny because I thought, oh, you know, I really don't know a lot of K-pop. But when I heard that track, I thought, oh, yeah, I, I know that. I've, I've heard that in some top chart playlists that I've listened to on <laughs> Apple Music. <laughs> uh, Laura, you know, you mentioned the Morgan Wallen there and you mentioned a couple other artists. I'm kind of surprised there weren't more mentions of Taylor Swift on some of these charts. Well, Dave, we are getting there. Oh, okay, um, good, so good, good. I didn't think we needed to to play a T Swift clip. I think we we've heard quite a bit. Um, so Taylor Swift coming in as the overall top artist, and so she won in 2009, 2015, and this year 2023, and that sets a record, making her the first artist ever to win in three different decades. Her domination oh, wow. continues. Wow. Um, plus, she's the only uh, she's only the second artist ever to win this category three times in a row of top overall artist, um, and the the first one was Adele. So you know, peeling back the curtain a little bit, I'm the entertainer entertainment reporter here. <laughs> I'm sifting through a lot of source material every day, and I feel like a good fifty percent of it involves Taylor Swift and I don't know she's dating a football player or something Travis Kelsey something of the like Kansas, Travis Travis Kelsey of the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> yeah yeah I'm I'm joking oh, okay. it's, ev <laughs> it's everywhere um so I sort of feel like I've hit peak Taylor Swift saturation in terms of media stories but what about you Dave have you uh have, I know you're kind of a Swifty. Have you hit saturation or do you still want more? Recently converted, right? Recently becoming a Swifty because I went to go see your Eras Tour movie and really liked it. Laura, you know, I think you set that up so beautifully there in regards to the media focus or the social media focus versus Taylor Swift herself. I am starting to feel a little bit of fatigue similar to yourself that when I'm scrolling through social media because I follow a lot of football and because I follow a lot of entertainment I'm getting just a lot of sort of nonsense Taylor Swift content so is it possible that the distinction can be drawn that I'm not yet sick of Taylor Swift the musician I'm not I'm only recent discovering some of these songs I think I listened to Antihero about 14 times on the weekend and was just feeling it but maybe yeah. I'm getting a little bit sick of the Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey narratives that are popping up. And hey, maybe we're guilty of this and the fact that you and I are even having a conversation about oversaturation, but, but I feel like maybe there's a lot of nonsense and narratives existing right now where people are just looking for clickbait or looking for clicks or looking for views rather than like truly grappling with some of the really compelling art that she's making or some of the very interesting things she has to say about society. Yeah, I really agree with that distinction, and I like your point there. And I've tried to avoid bringing too many Taylor Swift. Well, 
And I think there is a distinction that can be made. And I think I'm just feeling a little tired about hearing every single detail about her relationship and, and blah, blah, because I'm hearing so much about her personal life. It's almost putting me off when I hear her tracks, but mm. that is probably unfair. And I, I do think a distinction can be made. Laura, I like it when we can wrap up the segment on the same page. Thank you for this. Thanks, Dave. That's Laura Bain with the Entertainment Report coming up after the break. There's some labour strife in Quebec, but there's some labour positivity in the province of Ontario. I'll share those stories for you in the regional news update. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv and a little K-pop on the way out the door. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hadjar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.